far away With a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia Look Vader and Leader, Kylo Fit Parade Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed Who got the Chewbacca, there's no need to fret Thrusters are primed and accorded and set Then it's off with the heads like their name Jango Fett I've seen these movies like 500 times Some solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind More with the Force and the Force is with me So of course you will see even if I go blind Come on this journey of trials and lessons Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens Enjoy every minute cause they're only legends What is up, Star Wars fans? Welcome back to another episode of They're Only Legends, your number one stop for occasionally biased and overwhelmingly opinionated conversations about all things Star Wars with your hosts, Tyler and Spencer. I am Tyler. That is Spencer. How are we doing this evening, Spencer? I'm good, bro. I liked the little psych nod of the intro. Yeah, yeah. Well, you considering know you know. considering psych isn't getting recorded anymore... Uh, I mean, that's not an official thing. It's just an obvious thing that hasn't it hasn't been recorded in, what, oh, shit, almost five months. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Four it's, months. It was refreshing as a fan to hear it. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, anyway, we were recording on a Monday evening as opposed to our normal ass crack of dawn on a weekend. Um, we, we never record on, like, weeknights. No, almost never. I think we have once or twice. Um did we used to do it Fridays or was it Saturdays? I think it was Saturday nights and it was work night for me. Kind of work yeah. night. I was getting off work. Um, but yeah, so before we dive into our visions talk and our talk about the terrifying tales that we said we would discuss, how about a little weekly intake update, Spencer? I love that, dude. Yeah? I love the the weekly intake update. Like, yeah. I like it. It's got a nice flow to it. Uh, yeah. This is formerly known as What Star Wars Did You Enjoy This Week? Yeah, it's um, a lot digestible. We call yeah. it Wii It's like <laughs> very short. Uh, you know what? We could probably, when it's... <laughs> we'll, we'll run it by the producers off air. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to the producer. Um, producers off air. Run it by them. See if it's cool. No, no, no. What I was just thinking is when we get our soundboard, we can probably find an R2 sound that is sure. that noise. You know? Yeah. That, that when he gets flown across the fucking... Anytime he goes flying across a room. Hell yeah. And it's that loud scream. That kind of sounds like a weird. If it's not the one yeah. that he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So uh, my weekly intake uh, consisted of Visions episode two. Uh, I rewatched it, um, which we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. And then, of course, Terrifying Tales. I actually didn't watch any Star Wars movie other than Star Wars. I Have you watched Squid Game yet? No, no, it's, it's going to be on my list. It's going to be okay. far down it. Like it's, it's really good. Not, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I, yeah, really yeah. good. it's just, um, I have a thousand trillion things to watch and I know. I'm not making any attempt to watch any of them. No worries. Um, unless it's Star Wars. Just add it, add it to the queue somewhere. I think it already it's... is on my list. I'm like added to my list on Netflix. Cause, uh, the wife and I really enjoyed it. Really good. Korean thriller horror yeah I, I loved everything about it man it's it's super cool and it's it's perfect for spooky season sure um definitely binge worthy we watched it all in three days so nice it's a uh, nice it's pretty good um well since you, you yeah since you, you watched this uh week? yeah since <laughs> you only intook uh intaken things we're gonna discuss later uh i fin did i start 
the audio book of Attack of the Clones before we last recorded? I or did I so. or did I say I was going to? I think you had said you just started it. Okay. Um yeah, so I finished that. I actually finished that and started Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um I also have a couple thoughts of so I, I also went back to uh um listen to our podcast a little bit of for last week and so you you talking about hearing about Ord Mantel um mm-hmm. made me think about um Apparently, I had an, uh, an idea, the thoughts on the Ord Mantell bounty hunter line from Empire. And I don't know, man. I put that in there like five days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe, hopefully, I'll remember what my note was about by the time I get there. But I wanted to kind of talk about the Attack of the Clones. I know book. that it was settled in 12,000 BBY by Carillions. Um And oh, No, it was like, it was more about the line <laughs> itself from the movie. Um, okay. Because Han says a bounty hunter on Ord Mantell may beg to differ or something. Um or whatever you said the line was. And something like that. Oh, fuck, I just wish I just wish that it would just pop right. Cause I, I it was a man, it was a banger too. It's a banger. Um but I want to talk about this attack of the clones. So <laughs> the I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse this book, right? The novelization. And with one of this what what this has done. Kind of what the Revent, Revenge, Rise of Skywalker novelization did for me, and I think I brought this up about how I want to I want to read them all now. What? As a side note, so now I'm looking up Ord Mantell. Mm-hmm. There was actually a comic written in February of 1981 called The Bounty Hunter of Ord Mantell. Okay. So I've never heard of this, oh, okay. um, but apparently it was republished by Dark Horse Comics in Classic Star Wars 1, which mm. means that it's probably in the Marvel Unlimited app. So I oh, definitely yeah. want to check this out. Yeah. Uh, if it's on there, I'll, I'll post some stuff on the Instagram. I haven't posted a lot in the last week. I've been posting a lot on my personal Instagram because it is Inktober, hashtag Inktober. So yes. I'm putting daily drawings up over there, but this I'll, this this seems fun. I'll post this on the, uh, on the Legends Instagram. Uh, I'll, a couple pages from this if I can find it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, Sorry to derail you. No, you're good. Not derailed at all. I know exactly. I, I have I have my, my destinations right on track, bro. It's right here in He's front of on me. If only, if only I knew what one of those stops was, uh, <laughs> why I wrote that there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, whatever, trash movie. Um, just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Um I'm kidding about wanting to go down there. Right. Okay. Ray. So, <laughs> um, oh shit. We uh, we discussed it before about how it gave us insight to certain things, and so I was like, you know what? I talked about watching Attack of the Clones. I talked about how I didn't like the way Anakin's character like acted, um, like not how George directed him although i did end up with my the hottest of hot takes i don't think george lucas should ever i have a follow-up when you're done with your thought about make sure you remember it because it's gonna probably be a little bit it's fresh in my head i thought about it when i I had read something on the interwebs and then when i was listening back to the episode after it came out last week i remembered i was gonna talk about it last week but i didn't bring it up so i'm gonna bring it up this week since we're on the topic okay so i really liked this book I really liked the way Anakin was was portrayed. Um, Padme was portrayed. So I'm just gonna go ahead and like spoil, like not even spoil because like it's it's a literal it's the movie just with added information. And there's a lot of really cool shit in it. It starts out on the Lars homestead, and you actually get to meet 
um, Owen and Baru and uh, you, Shmi is running around doing She's shit. She's still alive. And then, yeah. um, God, what is? I just read the book and I can't remember what her husband's name is. It's oh, like uh, Plead, 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 Kleeg, Kleeg. His name is Kleeg Lars. Anyway, um, yeah. So like, it's it's actually really fucking cool because it's just it's Kleeg, right? Is it Kleeg or Krieg? It's Kleeg. Kleeg. C L I E G G. Yeah. So Kleeg Lars is Kleeg and Shmi and and Owen and Baru, and they're just hanging out, doing their normal shit, and it's like a really cool environment. Mm-hmm. And everybody's happy, but Shmi is constantly like, you get you get in her thoughts. And one of the cool things is like, it's not like from any one person's perspective. It hops around to all the different characters, and you automatically get to be in their thoughts. Um, and so Shmi is really concerned because it's been ten years since she's seen Anakin. And every day she looks to the stars and she hopes to see a, a starship come down. And it's going to be Anakin. Um, mm-hmm. Owen looks at her as his mother because it's, you know he he doesn't have a mom like it's been so many years that he just treats Shmi like her own his own mother and like he he he's out there she's looking up at the stars he's like come on he even calls her mom you know he says come on mom we got to go inside i know who you're oh, waiting shit. for you know it's it's really cool and uh she you know talks to Kleeg about how you know Anakin and and um, Owen would be best friends, even though they're not very similar of people. They're, they're, you know, they'd be best friends, and it's just a really cool setup to give you more insight on that family because you you only yeah. get you know whatever you only get a couple scenes um, in the movie, and, and of course after they're all broken up and sure. she's taken and all that. And the yeah. next time you see them, they're you know they're dead, they're burning, and you know in New Hope, <laughs> and so you know you don't get much. So, um. That's a, that's like the 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 prologue, um, prelude. Sorry, um, and so this starts out that way, and then it it like it runs through. There's there's a lot of really cool like. So to put it this way, so when you watch the Clone Wars animated show, um, Anakin in that is a different Anakin than Anakin on screen. And mm-hmm. the Anakin on screen is different than the one that's written in the novelization. It's the same character, but it's portrayed by different people, and it is a voice actor, even though it's written by the guy. We can't remember the uh, the writer's name now, unfortunately. Apologize. Um, but it, it 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 gets you into Anakin's thoughts, and even the way that the voice actor portrays Anakin still feels like a nineteen year old kid, but doesn't feel like the way George made Hayden play Anakin, whiny. And like whatever, and and sure. and how we talked about how I was like it just it feels like Anakin's a nine year old trapped in a twenty year old's body. It doesn't feel like that in the book. It it feels like Anakin's just he he is concerned because he starts having these fucking dreams about his mom. Right? Obi Wan tells him some dreams are just dreams, Anakin. Not every dream is a premonition, you know. And he can't get rid of this feeling, you know, that it's you know something bad. And he he meets. Padme again for the first time in a decade mm. and like it's like he he's been all he's been able to do he's had two thoughts isn't for the last decade other than becoming a Jedi that's seeing his mom again and seeing Padme again so he finally gets to do one of those things and it's like dude just the raging hormonal lust and love 
an obsession that this kid has for this, you know, she's only a few years older than him. She's really only like six years older than him, I think. Um, but then get to get, getting to see it from Padme's perspective of like how she, you know, I guess like, cause you, you made a comment a, while, a few, like probably a month ago about how like, it's weird. Padme's been like fantasizing about this little boy, you know, in love with this nine year old boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but she, she was she really? I don't think she was. And then there's a line in this book where she's like, she doesn't know if what she's thinking about is something about, was it something, she, is it her projecting or is she assuming Anakin's thoughts or is it a fantasy she's had? And it's like, yo, bro, like, <laughs> oh, <shit>. yo, bro. <laughs> so maybe Spencer was kind of. I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just you know, <laughs> blast doors open, um, lowers the hood. <laughs> it's, I'm yeah. Chris Hansen. I thought you were a. Sin. Well, he's he's 19 by Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, and but I like, think it, she's it's, 25. Yeah, or 24. But it, it's it's like within the first two days of them seeing each other again, the thought she was having was like. She was reflecting. Like she had been she, thinking yeah, about him too. Yeah, she was reflecting on thoughts oh, she weird. had been having. You know, yeah. So it was a little weird, um, but uh, it's interesting because of like just the 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 way. Because I'm pretty sure it's even said, and I meant to go back and rewatch a couple scenes of the movie to see if it lines up. Um, but there was an interesting part, and I'm pretty sure it is in the movie when they're chasing down Zam Wessel, and they go into the bar. And Obi-Wan says something to the effect of, uh, like, you know, you have to, you know, why do you always trying to disobey me or something like that? And Anakin says, um, no, master, I love you. You're like a father to me. You know, and I'm pretty sure he says that in the movie, which is interesting because you're not supposed to, like, have attachments. And even if it is one of, like, he is your master, you shouldn't be attached to the, your master and right. like openly admitting like that you love him like that's kind of like not jedi-esque and sure and and that's when i first i i got the the first kind of feeling of like oh anakin looks at obi-wan as a father but obi-wan looks at anakin as a brother and it goes back to what we talked about how i felt after watching the movie that obi-wan wasn't ready or wasn't maybe not ready, maybe not, not ready to have a Padawan, but he wasn't the right master for Anakin. Mm -hmm. The same way. I think Padme was probably just as bad for uh, him as anything, you know, like just as much at fault for which with the book kind of changes my mind on it, but it also kind of gives insight of how Anakin views Palpatine. So this is something that you don't get with the movies is like we've talked about, I was like, what, what is the point? Like, why did he, you know, fall to turn to the dark just because Palpatine like told him that he could save Padme. And he's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll follow you to the dark side. The book explains essentially how Palpatine has been essentially a father figure to Anakin for the last 10 years as well. One of his closest friends is Palpatine. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not just that this dude offers him something that would help him. It's, essentially his dad is like hey you know i've also happened to know a way that we can stop your uh your secret wife from dying um and uh it's 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 like a piece of it's a it's an important piece of information because 
there are so many people like how many times have you heard people say that Anakin's fall to Darth Vader was too was rushed it was too quick oh all the time almost all the time you know yeah um and like me my my stance now on like all media now for Star Wars books comics all that shit is like I I think I used to be on the stance of I shouldn't have to read a book to get all the information you know and now it's like no 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 I want all the information so if I have to read a book I'm gonna fucking do it and mm-hmm. I almost would prefer it now. It's like, like yeah. I, I want the I want the book to follow the movie, so that way I can go to the theater, experience the movie, and now give me the book so I can learn all of this story, you know. And then I have something. Oh, yeah. I have some. So that's one of the cool things too is like, is, uh, is like if you have. I think we've said it on here before. I've said it multiple times. The problem with going to a movie after reading a book, and the reason why you say the book is better than the movie, is because you just spent you know, however many hours it took you to read that book, anywhere from fucking six to 20 something hours to read a novel, depending on the size of it or however long it takes you. You you just spent all of that time watching a movie in your head Mm -hmm. and you imagined what the characters look like and what their voices sound like. And then you go, the biggest instance of this was like Harry Potter. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent Harry Potter. Like before the movie, I loved Harry Potter. Sure. Um, and I think that what the first two or three books were out at the time, I was really young. Yeah. Um, but I was reading them and I had developed this whole world in my head. And like, even back then I would fucking draw the Harry Potter characters, how I saw them. And like based off like the covers and the little things in the books and whatnot. And then all of a sudden the movies start coming out. So then when the next Harry Potter book comes out, you can't help but view these characters through that lens of the movie. It changes. It's changed. You had a vision of all the characters and who they were for three books in a row. And then a movie comes out and now every book that comes out from there on is going to be those on-screen actors. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, so in, and that's the problem. You, that's why people say the book is better than the movie is because you get more information because it takes 20 something hours and it's not the movie in your head that you watched isn't what they put on the screen. It's like, that's not how I imagined it would be. So it's bad to me. But if you mm-hmm. watch the movie first and then they come out with the book, now you can just, now you have all of the shit you just knew and all the extra stuff that now you have all the actors in place and in, in, in the locations and sets and you have the knowledge of who the characters are supposed to be. And then you can put what the new information, the new yeah. experiences, interactions that they have into it in your own head. Yeah. Plug and play. You get the little extra bits of storytelling. Yeah. But because you already know the context of which they're being told, you're right. able to more easily fill in all those gaps. So one of the cool things um, that not one of the, but like just there's so many, there were so many like the book has changed the movie for me. Like Attack of the Clones, the story that is told in Attack of the Clones is one of my fucking favorite stories out of all. Wow. Of, like it, 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 it has changed it for me. Like when he kills the Tuscans, man. Like the the in his thoughts, the moments right before he he snaps and kills all the Tuscans, it's like he he his mom dies in his hands, and now it's like. This can't be happening. This cannot be the first time I see her and she's dying. And then he's like, you know, then he's like coming to realize that that she is dead and the, the shit he missed. And then he starts to realize why she's dead and who's responsible. And then explaining how the 
the way the hatred and the anger like builds inside of him and the way he starts to feel it and starts to disassociate, you know, and then just walks out there and just fucking cuts down the first two and then looks ahead and just marches them down, you know, um, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a whole new, instead of just seeing Anakin just be like, you know, no mother, no, or whatever. And then whatever happened and then runs off and shit and kills everybody. Um, that part, but then also leading into the next part where not the next part, but the part when he brings back Shmi and, and then goes and has that meltdown in front of Padme. Right. Right. The meltdown in the book is not the same. Like it, it's not doesn't come across the same as in the, in the movie. In the movie, where he's just like pissed off, and and you know, like I hate them. You know, <laughs> it, it's like they're animals. I slaughtered yeah, them like animals. Yeah. yeah, the way it's like Padme comes out. She's got some food. He's trying to stay distracted. She's concerned. She knows something else is wrong. Like. She said, what's, you know, he, he's, he's distant. She asked him what's wrong, you know, and he's like, besides the fact your mother's dead, you're not telling me something. What happened? And he tells her that he killed them. He killed all of them. And she goes, well, you know, they're, they're warrior people. You were just defending yourself. He goes, no, the women and the children too. I killed them all. And he goes, I, I hate them. And I don't know why I hate them. I don't hate them, but I have to, you know, and so she starts trying to help him justify it, which was like the first inkling of like, she shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. She basically no, like, no, no. Helps you must him. have been in the right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he breaks down and just fucking has him, you know, whatever. And it was like just a beautiful moment of like, it was like, oh, this motherfucker is going to be Vader, you know, like you yeah. can just see it happening. Um, so, it's crazy because this is the same exact story that you see in the movie. Yeah. But without the dramatic dialogue. Yeah. You know, because the, the, the dialogue, the way the, the, the voice actor does it in the, in the book isn't the same unbelievably dry and poorly delivered. It's, it's delivered by a voice actor who like, yeah. you know, knows what the hell he's doing kind of thing. And like even that that I hate sand, that whole thing, the dude does it verbatim, word for word, the exact same doesn't come across the same. It doesn't come across as Anakin just being like, Weird. you know, it, it, it's like how Anakin's kind of spaced off. He's like, I hate sand. It's rough. It's coarse, and it gets everywhere. That yeah. that type of shit. The way the guy says, was that the the thing I said earlier where I have something I want to touch on is in relation to this. Okay, so well actually, so let me fit, like I want to say this part and then I want you to tell me because I I I know where else I'm gonna go. I want to so it's kind of timely, um. But the way the guy says it is is more of just a matter of fact way, and he's just like, I hate sand, you know. And he's like, it's it's, it's rough and it, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. And he's like, it's not like here, you know. Here is beautiful, you know. Um, more of just like less spaced off and thinking about Tatooine or whatever. It's more of just like explaining to Padme that he just doesn't like sand, you know, because of, and it's like, it's a more, not even just like he doesn't like sand. It's like, because you can feel, you can feel what sand. it's not the fact that he hates sand. Sand represents the slavery and the childhood and all the bad shit that happens on Tatooine or, in, you know, Mos Espa 
and every like everything he went through, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. just like you know a meme. <laughs> um, but what were you gonna say about? So that? what I was gonna say is just in relation to the I hate sand thing, because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like that's like the meme token a lot of people go to to like yeah make fun of Attack of the Clones. Um, but I read this thing where it's actually like. It's, it's basically why this line and this series of dialogue between the two of them is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's essentially Anakin doesn't have the ability to express how he feels sincerely with Padme. Mm-hmm. And so he speaks in metaphor. And so the sand actually represents... Um, I'm, I'm not going to explain this correctly. Uh but essentially, the sand is a metaphor that like represents Anakin's homeworld. That's what right? I just. I think. Did you hear me saying that when you were typing? Yeah. Or, no. no I, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I heard you. But I'll just, yeah, I'll just it's it like sure. just the fact that like and this is, if anything, it's just agreeing with you. But it's yeah, funny yeah. because this is what I wanted to share last week, where it's just like he has to deliver this dialogue, and he can't just be like. I'm sad. I hate Tatooine because Tatooine reminds me of right. this. Instead, he's like, he chalks it up to sand. And like, it kind of changes it. And like, especially with you having listened to this audiobook of the lines being the same, but delivered in a, a, a different cadence, a different, you know, a different voice. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool because the only the only thing that I've like the only time I've ever heard these lines is watching Attack of the Clones, right? Which I did a lot when I was younger, and I didn't for a long time. And now I've seen it a few times since Disney Plus and whatnot. But I uh, I don't know, man. It's just really powerful. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and so like but, that's that's the that's one of the things that um because th- this novelization is still canon, and the reason why I make that distinction is because the Revenge of the Sith novelization was decanonized in 2014. So there is no canon novelization of the Revenge of the Sith movie. And that, that, really? that yeah, and that's I learned that because I was listening to it today and I listened to it. So I went camping over the weekend. I started it on the way back from a two and a half hour drive and dude, it was so good and I'll get I'll get more into it, but then I I heard some things that were confusing as fuck, and then I googled it and found out that it was decanonized. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so like it makes sense with Anakin speaking. If you use that as like like head canon or or whatever, is that he's speaking in metaphors because he's been trained for the last ten years to be mindful of his thoughts, not to use his emotion. He's thrust back into this situation where the woman that he's loved for like the the only other woman he's loved his, of his entire life other than his mother, as Red's making an appearance off screen, <laughs> just <laughs> trashing the house. Um, he finally gets he's thrown back, and then he's told go to Naboo with her, you know, to protect mm-hmm. her. Which there's a whole. That, Oh my god, I f- totally fucking forgot, man. So other than the whole Shmi and Owen or Lars homestead thing, there's another part that we didn't get to see is Padme hanging out with her sister and her fucking nieces. I've watched these deleted scenes. So yeah, so the deleted scenes are in the fucking book and yeah. it gets into her head about how she wants that. She wants what her mm-hmm. sister has to have a family, but this source this this sense of of duty and justice you know or whatever that she feels that she has to you know because she you know made it through her term as a queen and then became a senator which 
I never fully grasped watching the movie and then realized, oh, that makes sense. You know, like I was always like, I wonder why she was no longer queen. And it's funny. It's like they call her queen, but it's essentially a presidency because it's a democracy. And then she became a senator. Um, yeah. And she well, was the same thing with like, uh, uh, a, Jesus Christ, um, Force Awakens when Laura Santeca is like, to me, she'll, she's always royalty. She's right. a princess. But, which, but even though she hasn't okay. been a princess so I've been, I've been on a novelization kick, right? Because I stopped listening to Revenge of the Sith today because I found out it wasn't canon. And it's not that I don't want to listen to it now. It's that now I know that there are going to be so many more differences. For, because there's a lot of plot differences in the novelization than there are in the movie. And at that point, it's like, all right, this isn't helping me um, understand the movie more. This is a different story now. And so I don't want to like oh, confuse really? it's it. Is that different? It's that like, you know, I've got, I've got Deepa Balaba written in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Because in Revenge of the Sith, she's a fallen Jedi. It, yeah, in Revenge of the Sith, the novelization, she is one of the she is one of the Jedi that fell to the dark side, and is known across the galaxy as one of the people that fell to the de- dark side. And then in Disney Plus, she happens to be, you know, Kanan's uh, apprentice or a uh, master. So it's like two completely different paths, you know. And so it's like that's a that is not just like a deleted scene. That that's is a insane. completely different canonization of a character. And so I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Like that's a lot. That's a huge change. Um yeah. the 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 fucking Count Dooku, Obi-Wan Anakin fight in the beginning takes an hour of the book, dude. Oh, it's shit. amazing. <laughs> it is it is one of the like if they could have done if they could have done that exact thing from the book and put that on screen, that'd be the greatest lightsaber duel of all time because it's not really? it's not just it's not just the fact it's count dooku and he's like a fencer right it's 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 anakin it, well first of all it's a fucking conversation that lasts forever right you get into the mind of dooku i'm going way off the rails now but like you're in you're in the mind of dooku who it basically explains to the reader through his thoughts the plan that him and Palpatine have and it's essentially that they're going to allow Anakin and Obi-Wan to take Dooku into custody but not before killing Obi-Wan because killing Obi-Wan when Dooku kills Obi-Wan and allows Anakin because it's still the same thing Palpatine stuck to the chair um that he'll kill Obi-Wan allow Anakin to take him into custody and then Obi-Wan's death will be the catalyst for Palpatine slash Sidious to then turn Anakin to the dark side and then have Anakin essentially stand... Because, oh, fuck. Anakin and Obi-Wan are known across the fucking galaxy. And this is why. This right here is why it was decanonized, in my opinion. Because if this thing was a fucking canon novel, it unravels everything to do with the original trilogy. Wow. Because... In, I had to read this fucking book, <laughs> and, and and that's my opinion. But because it's it it explains how every single person in the entire galaxy knows who Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker are. When you say one, like it's it's Obi and Annie, are Obi Wan and Anakin. Like that's that yeah. is the they are one word. You know, Skywalker and Kenobi is one word because they are the they are the face of the Jedi during the Clone Wars, and they're flying around the galaxy and they're saving the you know saving all these different worlds. And it's these two larger than life, basically the Hollow Vids and the Hollow Net are making these guys to be superheroes. You know, and well, if you think about the content, like the post Attack of the Clones content that was out 
by yeah. the time this book was being written. Yeah. I mean, this book was probably written during the time where the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars was really popular. Yeah. And and, and all the stuff that was going on right. during that time. Yeah, this so book like, was written with the well, it was supposed to be written with the script of the movie, but I think it might have been like I feel like it took a lot of liberties. Um sure. but with with that alone, with the galaxy knowing who Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi is, like knowing that they are the two greatest Jedi walking the fucking galaxy, that alone ruins the original trilogy, specifically New Hope, because Luke Skywalker, if that stays canon, at least somebody in the 20 years of going, you know, Tashi Station or anytime he's gone, any whatever, somebody will be of like, Skywalker? Like the old Clone Wars. Like general. Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, yeah that's my yeah. father. He was a, a pilot on a spice freighter. No, he was the great, you know, like that's exactly what would happen. You know, and so yeah. it's like for continuity's sake. And not only just that, but Obi-Wan's anonymity. Ben Kenobi? Mos Eisley. You mean like Obi-Wan Kenobi who used to fight alongside Anakin Skywalker yeah. in the Clone Wars? You know, it's like. Interesting. You know, yeah. it, it would just destroy all of that. Um and that's something that like bother bothers me now even is like if it bothers me like I had this conversation with my roommate Eric um the other night um it was it was like one of those discussions where like you think you're arguing uh you're arguing two different points only to realize you've just been aggressively agreeing with each other for the last hour <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> but like um Essentially, it is like I, the we were talking. I mentioned how like George did not have he had the he had a general idea, like he uh, of what the original trilogy was going to be. He had this he had this story of Darth Vader, and initially he had the whole story of Darth Vader and wanted it to be one movie and realized that it was not going to be one movie. It had the whole story had to be told across three, but the details yep. of like Leia being his sister was not planned. Obviously, you know all these little things, and it's like. I imagine, like, if he anticipated, like, for Anakin Skywalker to become what he was or what he is or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. he. I, if I was writing that, I would have, I would have given Luke Skywalker the name when we first meet him would have been Luke Lars or something like that. Like, why, yeah. why, why wouldn't well, they? I, like, didn't we talk about this a few weeks ago? We didn't. You might have I'm thought about I, it, but, but maybe, yeah, you, or talked to the coworker. Or yeah, something. yeah. But like, wouldn't. Like, why would he have the last name Skywalker? If 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 Uncle Owen was really that worried about, you know, him following the, his father's ways of, it's like he would have not. He would have told him that he's his real uncle. That your last name is Lars, and then Anakin is his real brother. You know what I mean? Like, you he would have kept it. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense to like keep the last why, name why Skywalker. Even, why even do that? I'm but, I know. Daddy Lars, yeah. and that's Mommy fucking yeah. Baru. Yeah. Like you just be like, you're. Our they got kid. him as yeah. a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're our kid. And then, and then the reveal then later would just be like, no, it's like Obi Wan. That's not your mother and father. That's your aunt and uncle. Your real father is Anakin Skywalker, and he was the greatest, you know, or whatever. Like, it, you know, it's it, crazy too. Hmm. Is like, out of all the people to bring Luke to. I understand the Tatooine's remote and all that shit, but you'd think you'd like, why are you bringing him to some of the last living relatives of Darth Vader to keep him? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those, (laughs) this is the problem with, uh, 
creating, and this is exactly the conversation or the attempted conversation that I was having with my roommate was, um, when you make a story now, this is, this is just when you make a story that starts in the middle and it's good, you create, you create intrigue as to how we got to that point and what comes next. Now that any story that's good, you're going to have people who are in, interested or intrigued want to know what comes first, what comes last when you don't have the exposition. Right. Um, I think the argument he was using to me the other night was, well, what about fast and the furious? Like Vin Diesel, they don't tell you how he, or like you, there's no movies about how he became where he was. And I was like, well, no, it's because in the movie, they explain it enough. You know, he was a kid who grew up loving cars and then, you know, where he fucking beat a dude to death because the dude wrecked his dad in a race. And that's how he got in and he became one of the greatest street. Like that's, they explain it. Yeah. So you don't, and so like, but how mysterious George made Vader and Anakin, you like, you either, you either tell that story and allow people just to wonder, or you give in to the cash cow and you make something to explain it. And you end up doing, you end up creating what, yeah. what happened. And you it's milk like the blue milk out of that shit and you just get that sweet, sweet money. And, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's like, it's tough to do. And, and in my opinion, I don't think it'll ever be perfected to be able to tell a story, to start a story in the middle and then tell it later while trying, like just the way George did it. It just, you know, it's like, yeah. Did he explain how Luke ended up with Owen and Baru? Yeah. Does it make sense why that's how it happened? No, that no. is not the like for for somebody as logical as Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, realistically, shouldn't Obi Wan have been the one to raise Luke? He would have been a better option. Not only option. that, not only that. <laughs> I'm just now. I'm just sitting here thinking of mm-hmm. shit. So Anakin didn't know that Padme was pregnant with twins. I know. Just why not leave the twins together? Yeah. It, that, that's and that's, they're they're the organas. So, okay, okay, okay. Why did so, Leia? So, why did Leia get to change her last name? So 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 here here it <laughs> is, Spencer. Here it is. This is the proof in the pudding that George did not intend for them to be related until the end. I I know. It, it turned. Like, into, I know no, the real. No, I know. I know. I know. But it's like it's like that's the problem with the storytelling in the way George did it. And it's and it's brilliant and it's perfect and it's amazing because it's George and it came from his mind, but it's also heavily flawed. And it's like when you have right. when you have that choice when you're like, and guess what? Boom, they're related. Holy shit! Bomb drop. Amazing. Hilarious. Yeah. Just don't ask questions about it because as soon as you start to think about it, it goes like, wait a minute, why did that happen? Well, the, and we've and, had fifty years to think about and then, it. The, like. and, and, and then and then like, unfortunately, it, this isn't one of those. This specific situation isn't one of those where you can just be like, well, I know the meta reason. I know the real world reason. What's the yeah. in-universe reason? Is it so illogical? Is that a word? Sounds like it's a word. Illogical? Yeah. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. It's so illogical that it there is no reason in-universe because it would, does not make any fucking sense. There is no reason why you split the kids up if he doesn't know that there's twins. There's no reason why, you know, like... It couldn't be Luke and Leia Organa who were just adopted, right? If yeah. if if Vader or Anakin or the the Emperor aren't gonna even know that Leia exists, then why would they think that Luke would be 
the the kid of Vader and that Leia wouldn't. You know, it's like it's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of like let's just don't do this ever again. You know, like let's not start in the middle and then like if you're gonna tell a story, we, we can start in the middle if the story's fleshed. You know what I'm saying? But like if it's if sure. we know every detail of what is gonna lead up to the events that you're currently portraying, I but, get it. But that's not starting in the middle. <laughs> that's that's not already, that's not starting in the middle. You know, it's like, like Michael Scott in the office, where it's like sometimes I start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. And I, it's like exactly improv it. talking, yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> but then it's improv storytelling, you know, with a billion yeah. dollar budget. And so, yeah. So, like to what you just said, you what you said isn't starting in the middle. Yours is fleshing out an entire story, then releasing the middle of the story first. It's not the same thing. I guess. No, no, like, because because if you are truly starting in the middle, that means you're just gonna pick a point and go with it, and not think about how the characters got to that point first, and then try to tell the story about how they got there. That's starting in the middle. What you said is fully fleshing out a story, and then you're basically just releasing the middle, like you're creating a trilogy and releasing the the middle movie first, and then showing the first one, starting with the Last Jedi, then give us the Force Awakens. I feel like I have to say this. We love George Lucas. Like, oh, hey. We, <laughs> I, yeah. No, we love the I'm maker. Not, <laughs> we are huge supporters. We've been sitting here bashing no, shit. But like, just, we understand the real world reasons. This is why the, like, the whole, that's why we're having the yeah, talk about I, starting I a story in the middle. I can't like, sit here week in and week out and shit on the sequel trilogy for all of its flaws and pretend like George Lucas wasn't severely flawed in the first six movies, too. You know, like George I look, is going to get in front of that fan at some point and he's going to get hit. Exactly. And so it's like it's it's like, unfortunately, like I, I'm just going like to be, last last week. You're like, I don't want George Lucas to because make I don't. I don't want him to make any more because George Lucas is a writer, not a director. Sure. I'm, I'm at just me, bro. That. Come at me, Teasing. bro. You know, no, not you. Them like them. The people who want to fight me, fight me, bro. Verbally, verbally, please. You'll kick my ass. Um, But no, just for real is like like. And it is my stance that George is a writer, not a director. Some people are meant to write. Some people are meant to direct. Not all of the not you can not everybody can do both. You know, I I think that J.J. Uh, Abrams probably is a is a good fucking director. He probably has no he has no business writing a Star Wars movie, but he could direct mm-hmm. the fuck out of one. You know, it, and it, Ryan. Ryan can write and direct them both as long as it doesn't have to do with Luke. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> stay away from legacy characters. Let's go for yeah. it, baby. Um, but to, to just to bring it back though, to bring it back to the Attack of the Clones audiobook, um, like uh, now that we're so far off track, I think is just really fucking dope. Uh, there's a lot of things in there um, that are different that just that are kind of actually kind of the same that add insight, but like. The way Anakin and Padme fall for each other, the little things that happen between each other, how Padme is so... Like, in the movie, Padme is just like, Anakin, no. We can't do that. And then she's just like, I love you. I want to tell you that before we die, that I love you. And it's like, where did this come from? In the book, there's no wondering where that came from. You, you get to know every step of the way how badly she wants to just throw away the senator Jedi labels and just be with this man and how she can tell 
without even being force sensitive that she can feel how he feels towards her, the way she look, he looks at her, all these things. Um, Today we have Padme Amandala posing online as a little Tatooine boy lover 69. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that you said, <laughs> I want that pod racer in my t- anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the whole thing, um, there's a, there's a slight difference. Um, it's a kind of a more enjoyable difference in my opinion, uh, the banter back and forth between Obi-Wan and, uh, Anakin as they come out, um, into the arena, the whole, you know, what are you doing here? We came to save you master. Good job. That whole thing. That was really good. I know. By the way, I know. I, I, you know, gotta, I, pre- I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but like I've heard it a lot. So like, I don't, I yeah. feel like my Obi-Wan and my Anakin are close. They're close. Yeah. Um, my my everything else. I mean, my clone voice, I guess, is okay. Um, like Mike Kaminsky, good friend of the pod. Mike has messaged me before, like saying he likes the like like the bad something to the effect if he liked the bad batch review because it meant I did my clone voice or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that happens, but it doesn't happen until like there's more back and forth of just like, um, like Obi Wan isn't. What are you doing here? He's more of along the lines of like, uh, oh, glad you came. Like, you know, yeah. you, oh, so you got my message. And he's like, yeah, and I transmitted it. And then then it was like, and we came to save you. We came to rescue you. And he goes, good job. You know, it makes more like the sarcasm makes a lot more yeah. sense in the book. Um, also, that bit when he's, fuck, this is what we were talking about last week. When I said uh, uh, Anakin was all pissed off and was like, no, I was told to stay. So I'm not going to go save him because I was ordered to stay. Anakin is so fucked up in the book at this point. He, he, he is struggling more so with the fact that he just slaughtered an entire camp of Tuscans. And he is even about his mother's death. Like just, he, he recognizes the sin, the atrocity that he just committed. And he's so defeated. He like just about like Padme talks, thinks to herself about how she recognizes that, he is just doubting himself. Like it's not even that Obi-Wan or that Anakin's pissed at Obi-Wan because there is that bit still where he says, Obi-Wan's jealous of me, you know, because he's just pissed. He doesn't know what's going on. And in the, and in the movie, he continues that line of thinking into using that as why he's going to stay because fuck Obi-Wan, that dude's jealous of me. It's his fault. If he would have let me go, my mom would be alive. But in the book, he's just so defeated over the fact that he thinks he should have been able to save his mom and didn't and now his very his core belief of his abilities he's doubting that which Padme says she's never seen before and when Mace Windu tells Anakin to stay he agrees because he doesn't think he even has it to go rescue Obi-Wan that you know what they're right I shouldn't go because all I'm going to do is make it worse type of thing. And Padme realizes that no, he can save Obi-Wan and he should. And that's when she throws the line. Well, no, see, you were told to stay on. Or what was it? The first line was you were told to, uh, the first order he was given was to like stay on Naboo. But yeah. the second and order she's like, no, and, you're told to protect me. Yeah. And, and so like in this time specifically, he was, he was like, stay with the Senator. And she goes, 
you were told to protect me. Well, I'm going to go to Geonosis, so you might as well come with me. And yeah. and then he starts to build his confidence back up again, Which fighting the Geonosis. I like Attack of the Clones Padme. She's a little bit more sassy. Yeah. She's a little bit like... I like that character of Padme better than the slow, like, I'm pregnant. Don't worry, I'm not going to die, Padme of Revenge yeah. of the Sith. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of, like, battling. I'm like, do I do I really think that Natalie Portman should not have been Padme? Because that was a thought I had. I was like, I don't know if I believe that thought or not. I think it all kind of stems back to George Lucas being, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I also like every animated portrayal of Padme. Oh, Padme's a great character in the universe. I, I also um, like animated Anakin too, but, and Obi-Wan. Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, uh, no, I remember But you and McGregor, yeah. perfect. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't change no, any nope. of his he, shit in I any of the movies. I think he the perfect Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, <laughs> like, he delivered every line perfectly. Oh. I have nothing bad to say about um, the the guy who does the audio book. Oh, there's an earwig on my wall. That's gross. Um, where's my lightsaber? I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. No, I don't. My lightsaber's on the shelf behind me. Bag it up. Hi. Yeah. Oh, you don't die easy, do you? Nope. May the force be with you. Dun, dun, anyway, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> it did, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> um, so. This audiobook, the guy who does the voice, he does a fucking perfect Obi-Wan voice. It's awesome. Um, so that's also probably why I was able to do one pretty good, is I've also been listening to Obi-Wan thinking and talking a bunch in this audiobook. Um, but to kind of wrap this whole thing up, um, like, everything is pretty much the same from there on. Um, the fight between Dooku and... Um, Obi-Wan. I think there was a little bit more banter. Um, oh, there was a part when Anakin is like killing the Tuscans. He hears Qui-Gon. And he, he hears Qui-Gon telling him, Anakin, no. And yet he still he recognizes it's Qui-Gon and goes, I don't care. Because he's so disassociated with like everything around him. He's so right. locked into that rage. That like even though he hears Qui Gon as he's slicing off the heads of Tuscan children and shit, like it doesn't stop him. Yoda hears it and he's like, because you know we talked about that. When Yoda hears it, you get to you get that thought process of wait, did I just hear Qui Gon Jinn? Like that whole and then like the thing that the thoughts of like, well, he's one with the Force now, and you're the when you're one with the Force, you're not conscious anymore. You can't you cannot contact and communicate with the, the physical world but there's no mistaking the fact that that was Qui-Gon Jinn like so setting that you know the seeds of what's to come yeah. uh, and then which is funny because Yoda's the one to tell Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith that yeah, your, your master old masters learned to communicate from Qui-Gon Jinn um, yeah and then there's a fight with Dooku and I feel like there's some subtle differences there's some more there's a lot more dialogue um, with Dooku um, and Yoda comes in and then they do their little fight and shit like that. Um, and then it's over. It, it's pretty much the exact same. I mean, like, other well, than real a few quick months. before we move on. No, yeah, um, I know. yeah, go ahead. Did it add any context to like Django Fett or oh my God. Uh, Thank Camino? You. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Django Fett and Boba Fett's relationship in this fucking book. Yeah. Is amazing. It, it's, 
literally the I'm just a simple man making his way through the universe. You could that couldn't be a more perfect line for who Django Fett is. He was hired to find a way to kill Padme. So he hired Zam Wessel. Other than that, just out of just because he's a bounty hunter, he's not evil. All he wanted was to live with his kid. And Boba Fett is the smartest little fucker you'd ever meet. This kid oh, reads yeah. up on everything. He was like, he constantly is reciting shit about the ships. Like one of the scenes is when Obi-Wan lands on G, not Geno's, but, um, Camino. Um, they, the, he's inside Django Fett and Boba Fett, uh, go out and they notice the fucking, um, Obi-Wan's, uh, starfighter. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> Django asks Boba Fett, "Do you know what kind of starfighter that is?" And he's like, "That's a blah 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 blah." And he goes, for, "You know, he's like, what else? What kind of person would fly?" And then he starts talking about, "Oh, something about that or this or this." And he starts naming off all the different things about it and like the droid that flies around. And he's like quizzing Boba Fett to see if Boba knows what type of person flies these ships, meaning the Jedi. And he doesn't yeah. quite get it because he's trying to. He's like what type of person wouldn't need this, that, or the other, because there's like certain things that aren't in the ship. Like Boba's like the way we are with star Wars, Boba Fett is with like gadgets and ships and all, and like fight all that type of shit. And so, which does a lot to build to what he becomes later in the franchise. Exactly. And why yeah. he, there's a bit when he recognized, like Boba says something about um, Django wanting to be the greatest bounty hunter ever or in the galaxy. And like, and and he asks, oh, I think Django says, do you know why? Um, something like, do you, it's really touching actually. He says something like, do you know why I have you do this to whatever? And he's like, because, oh, oh, I think he says like, cause I'm, you want me to be the greatest bounty hunter ever. That's why you, that's why you had me made right dad or something like that. So Boba Fett was always going to be a bounty hunter. Oh yeah. Like, but so that was like, his thing was like, he, he said, you, I'm going to be the greatest bounty hunter ever. That's why you made me, right, Dad? And then he says something to like the effect of like, I, you know, I made you to spend time with you or whatever. Like it's like a really great father son yeah. moment. Um, and uh, Boba Fett was like geeking out during the Geonosian, Geonosian, like during the battle, like before all the Jedi showed up, like when Obi Wan and Anakin were about to die. Boba Fett's just popping off on like what the different species of animals those are coming out and like where they're from and shit like that. That's kind of like heartwarming. Yeah. And then he watches his dad get his head chopped off by Mace Windu. Yeah. And now then it just makes fucking sense. So yeah. now he's just as smart and pissed. And he, and he hates the Jedi, you know, yeah. he's mad smart. And now he has a fucking favored enemy for you D and D fans out there. Um, like it's God, I'm excited for Book of Boba Fett. Dude, it's gonna be amazing. Um but yeah, so like it really like made me it made me honestly like go like Jango Fish really didn't deserve to die, other than the fact he just picked the wrong side. And then when you think about well, it, none of them really I do, but like nine months ago we talked about this. It was a long time ago. Yeah. That we talked about like, is Jango Fett really a bad guy? Or we might have been talking Boba. Maybe I think maybe it was during Mando. Sure. Um but like is he really a bad guy? No, because Boba Fett, like Boba Fett in the Mandalorian, is not a bad guy. No, he's a. But I think this book of tactile. Boba Fett is going to shed some light on that. He's not a good guy. He's an antihero. I think that's yeah. what it's going to be. Um, but yeah, it was. I really loved the Django Fett parts. The um, Django and Boba, uh, 
it, I'm trying to think. I don't really think it added too much about cloning into that. Oh, yeah. It, so generation one, they were talking about we don't know ages. First generation clones are 10 years old at the start of clone Attack of the Clones. So they've been they were they were born during at the, the Phantom Menace type shit. So like Rex is ten years old as far as like not the aging process, but like literally they've been on the existing mm-hmm. for ten years at that point. So I they didn't really and I think they said that the newest Yeah, so I like I would I would say that they're they're probably ten years is probably about thirty years. Um, for them, maybe 20 something. Um, but yeah, so that, that was something interesting is that first generation clones are 10 in that. So that means, um, that, um, what's her face? Well, they age, they age double. So they'd be 20. Does it specify that it's doubled their aging speed? When I looked it up during the bad batch, when I was trying to figure out mm-hmm. how old everybody was. Yeah. Rex is like 20 during. Okay. Well, I just they look so much older than that. They do, they do, but like canonically, it's supposed to be exactly double age. Okay, well, yeah. So that means, um, but that mean that would put Omega at um, about thirteen, fourteen years old mm-hmm. in the Bad Batch. Um, so anyway, yeah. Other than that, like it, it's pretty cool. Um, there is still like that. It's like Anakin doesn't really feel that resent that much resentment towards Obi-Wan a lot more is felt in the movie in my opinion than it is in the book um still gets his arm chopped off uh in attack of in you know against Dooku um oh and so here's a point too um about the uh so Rise of Skywalker right mm-hmm. everybody that I've talked to I think including you says that the second Ray shot lightning out of her hands they knew that she was going to be a Palpatine and I didn't know she was going to be a Palpatine. Like, legit, not even in denial, didn't know until Kylo said it. Um, and my fucking justification for that is in both, is in the Attack of the Clones. And, in, yeah, not in, not in it. What, Dooku uses Force Lightning in Attack of the Clones, right? Mm-hmm. And that's always been my thing is like, people are like, well, that's Palpatine's power. I'm like, no, it's just a dark side power. Sure. And because count Dooku uses it. Um, and right before he uses it in the movie, Obi-Wan doesn't look very surprised, but count Dooku says, my Jedi powers are far more advanced than yours, Obi-Wan. And then he uses the force lightning. He says, my Jedi powers are more advanced and then uses force lightning. And so it's like that was something said by a character being told to say it written and directed by George Lucas. So force lightning isn't an evil power. It's an advanced power. The Jedi have the ability to use it too. Well, this can be debated. <laughs> so in KOTOR, right? Which I understand is and not in canon all of the well, other well, video well. games that you're <laughs> and in all of force lightning is a dark side yeah. ability. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It it's, and then it's, it's a dark side ability. You can use um, it in fucking, the other if games anything, too. if anything, I think the term Jedi in the history of the EU is what's used a little bit more for loosely. like the force in general. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So if you're a dark side force user, you would be a dark Jedi. Yeah. Um, Jedi would really, I think before oh, yeah, it was fleshed that's out. Where that they do say in 
Obi-Wan fucking says that shit. I think it might have been in one of the books. He literally says Dark Jedi, like verbatim. Mm-hmm. They also, so, yeah. But anyway, that's one of the reasons why I've always been like, like justifying or defending my stance of, of that not being like, you know, that didn't tell me she was a Palpatine. That told me that she, un- that she tapped into the rawest form of force power. And that's, right. you know, electricity. Um, well, I think it's probably gone down as like a recognizable trait of Palpatine because that is what Palpatine is known for. Yeah. But it's also, I think that you're right in that it's just a, I mean, I think it's a dark side ability specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just only ever see one or two Sith at a time. Right. So, yeah. of course, the one Sith that we see throughout all the films who uses this unique force ability that is tapped in, you know, using the dark side. Yeah. Of course, we're going to associate that with Palpatine. I mean, you even look at Battlefront 2. Yeah. Palpatine doesn't even have a lightsaber mm-hmm. in Battlefront 2. All of his powers are variances on lightning. Right. And it's fun, but yeah. like. But it's I mean, like, what's the point? If I'm right. just going to be shocking people all the time, I'm just a, I'm just a He's just grumpy electrician. spinning places and shocking people. <laughs> like. Um,. So one last thing, grumpy electrician. Uh, <laughs> one last thing uh, before we go on to the the actual part of the show that we're almost an hour into and we haven't talked about, um, but it's like something that was really cool about the Revenge of the Sith novel. Um, before I stopped listening to it, was aside from the in depth analysis and all of the like the exposition of the fight between Dooku and then Obi Wan and Anakin. Um of just how powerful Anakin had become since their last fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like they made Dooku, like, here's the thing. I used to think Dooku was like kind of like just a hippie who got convinced to be dark side or was you, I felt, I always felt Dooku was using Sidious as much as Sidious was using Dooku. That's how I kind of always read it. Sure. Not to say that Dooku wasn't evil. Like he definitely was. And, some sense of the whatever. Uh, but this book makes him literally out to be like an evil racist motherfucker. Like he is straight up. Human beings are superior. Aliens do not matter. If you have any, like he, he didn't, he wants Obi-Wan in the book. He doesn't want Anakin. He tries to convince Palpatine right before Obi and Annie show up that why don't we kill Anakin? Because he is more powerful than he, you say he's possibly more powerful than you and I. So why don't we kill him? Because that's gonna get rid of that problem. And Obi Wan is a lot more like level headed, a lot more predictable. He's a lot more logical, and he'd be a better person to have in this situation. What if we keep him? And there's also like he tells Palpatine like he's kind of my grandson, being the fact that I trained his master. And so yeah. it's kind of like I would prefer him. And also. Anakin has that abomination of a lower portion of his arm. Like he literally <laughs> he says, says that. That. <laughs> he literally says he's not even fully human. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. And and I think Palpatine says, well, if you hadn't cut it off or something like that. Um, oh but my like, God. Yeah. So like he talks about Grievous, how Grievous is an atrocity in and of itself um, because he uses bioengineered, you know, bullshit to keep him alive. Dude, who's a straight but, up bigot. But he, yeah, but he says that about Grievous, right? And then he says, but at least Grievous uses, it's like a bio type stuff that helps him live. I can't imagine being part droid, 
you know, basically. Yeah. So like, it makes sense that it was decanonized because he, I mean, even though he does die, he was legit. Like he was a star. He was, he was an elitist bigot, like in the book. Wow. Um, but he was really powerful and really smart. And during the fight, like there's this really cool, like banter back and forth, um, of just like them being like polite to each other. And Anakin's trying to like, you know, be cocky and all this, whatever shit. And, uh, he's easily fighting both of them only to realize that they have since like, he starts out being like, Oh, they are no different than they were when I fought them two years ago or whatever it is. They've been spending so much time fighting multiple opponents each. They don't know how to work together. And then he starts to recognize the different fighting styles that Anakin is pulling out. And he goes, wait a minute, that's form six or what? I've never seen somebody as masterful at that as, as he is right now. This, you know, kid is a lot more powerful. And like, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Kenobi's doing shit. I've never seen. Wait a minute. This was all ploy to get me to, you know, lower my guard. And it's like, now I, now is like what started out being like him having like internally playful, like I'm so much better than them turned into like, I need to get serious or they're going to kill me. Um, but there's a lot of differences. Like in the in the in the movie, he force pushes Obi Wan and then pulls down the um, uh, balcony above him to trap Kenobi, and that kind of takes mm-hmm. him out of the fight. In the book, uh, he roundhouse kicks him in the back or into the face with his heel so hard that it felt like he broke his neck. Launching Obi Wan across the room that hit the wall so hard it dropped the balcony on top of him. Oh shit. yeah, so it was like a little different. Um, <laughs> yeah. In in the in the book, it's uh, badass though. And yeah, in the book, Anakin cuts down both of the super battle droids, but in the movie, it's Obi Wan. Um, the whole like Senate or uh, Chancellor. Sith Lords are speciality is not in the book at all. When, when Palpatine says, but gentlemen, he's a Sith Lord. Uh, Anakin says, um, yes. And Obi, and, and he'll end up just like the, the one that Obi-Wan sliced to bits back on Naboo or whatever, talking about Maul. Yeah. So it's a different dialogue, but right before they go in there and I had to go back and check on it because there's like that bit in the elevator there's like the back and forth R2 is dealing with the super battle droids and lighting them on fire with the oil while he's they're waiting for R2 to get the, the, you know, repulsor lift to work. And that's not even in the book. In the book, the conversation is between Dooku and Palpatine. When I was talking about Dooku trying to convince him to switch who they take. Um, and they just kind of say they're watching on the hollow screen as Obi-Wan and Anakin are just doing shenanigans in the repulsor lift that is being undoubtedly messed with by Grievous. Um, and so they don't even talk about what's in there until right before they come through. And right before they come through, and this is the only part so far that I wish was still canon other than like wishing they would have portrayed the fight scene as great in the movie, was Obi-Wan um, kept like telling Anakin to do shit. And Anakin kept wanting to tell Obi-Wan, I'm not your Padawan anymore. Because at this point, he's a knight and he's not Obi-Wan's Padawan. Um, and he kept calling him master. And he just wanted to like, yell at Obi-Wan and tell him, you're not my master anymore. I'm not your Padawan. Stop telling me what to do. And right before they go in, Obi-Wan tells him that one of these days, I'm going to have to get used to the fact that you're not my Padawan anymore. And I need to stop telling you how to do things. And Anakin says, well, it's, you know, well, master, I'm glad that you, you know, you said it and not me or whatever. Like I knew you'd eventually come around. I'm surprised to hear you say it actually. And then Obi-Wan says, um, 
there's no he says actually you should probably start getting used to calling me obi-wan instead of master and anakin was like okay obi-wan or something like that and then he tells him he tells him that there is nobody in the galaxy that i would rather be going into this fight than you with than you he tells that to anakin he straight up tells him like he basically tells him i love you and there's nobody in this galaxy i would rather be doing this with than you and anakin's like i feel the same as you you know or whatever and it was like holy fucking shit and that without even going into the rest of the book like i might fast forward to the the mustafar fight just to see because i kind of know everything that happens in between you know but it's like that right there makes that final fight scene the you were my brother anakin makes that so much more heart-wrenching than it already is yeah like if they could have had that in the fucking movie where obi-wan tells anakin how he feels essentially and like you get that because anakin did that to him in attack of the clones told him he loved them that you're my father basically so if obi-wan would have repeated that in the next movie at about the same point it would have been fucking great bro would have been amazing um but I ended up, like I said, I stopped listening to it because I found out it wasn't canon. And I started listening to The Force well, Awakens. It, there's and... so many differences. Like, oh, yeah. not even just the the visual differences. Yeah. A, that Dooku kick would have been sick. Oh, dude, it would have been amazing. Uh, but, like, even the whole comment about how Anakin was like, oh, he's a Sith Lord. We'll deal with him just like, you know, Obi-Wan did, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, by this point, we now know that Anakin knows Maul is still around and has yeah. been yeah that's yeah you're right you're right like at the yeah because they've dealt with him already and yeah. at this point when the book was being written maul i don't think had come back yet in clone wars there was a no. lot of things and then that's just and that's just within the first two hours of this like 16 hour book you know so like mentioning asajj ventress you know um yeah and oh, apparently they, yeah oh yeah because asajj? because uh in attack of the clones or revenge of the sith oh in revenge of the sith they mentioned asajj oh, wow. obi-wan tells anakin anakin he is not like the dark that's what it was he is not like he is count dooku is not like the dark jedi event the dark the dark jedi ventress english is hard having a stroke uh dooku is not like the dark jedi ventress that we fought he is a he is a dark lord of the sith like so like mentions ventress which i don't know if that was because of her appearance in um tartakovsky's clone wars or if like mm-hmm. I, I i haven't done any more research or if there had been comics or something or yeah i haven't done anything more looking into when this book came out what was already out as far as mm-hmm. other um media goes um but and according to the wikipedia page i read ventress gets mentioned multiple times in this book and i had only heard it one time so they bring her up multiple times um you stopped listening after the rescue scene yeah so uh during I think they, the ship was still crashing. Um, I think, yeah, the, the, the ship was going down and Anakin was thinking or was like sensing because he kills, oh my God, he kills Dooku, bro. So he has, the, he has a premonition when, you know, when they're like, this is where the fun begins. That whole thing during that entire that space battle, Anakin has a premonition. He sees Dooku's head between two saber blades, but he, but he can't make out what colors the saber blades are, but he just, he had like, he sees it and he knows, he knows that they kill Dooku. And he's, and it's like this awesome moment where he like the realization that the last couple years of this war and everything that he's been worried about lifted off of his shoulders. Cause he knew that they were about to end the war. 
Yeah. He didn't know what the fuck actually was going to happen. But uh, oh, there's also a thing, you know how you mentioned like, well, I think you said last week, well, I think it's pretty well known that the Clone Wars changed Anakin. There's a bit in the beginning of this book that literally talks about how the wars changed both Kenobi and Anakin so much that they don't they they try to have that same like play, light playful banter back and forth but both of them are just so battle hardened it's forced and they can't really ever get back to that same lightheartedness because of the things that they've seen in this war has changed them so much like Obi-Wan thinks about how Anakin doesn't have that young boy in him at all anymore he is straight mm-hmm. up a battle hardened Jedi Knight, you know, that's just... Well, he is. Oh, exactly. And, like, Obi-Wan's you the see, same. You see you in, know? like, the Tartakovsky, and it's, it's hard because you start comparing, like, different EU material, right. and, you know, you got to kind of piece it together and find the median. But, like, one of the things I really liked that uh, the Tartakovsky Clone Wars addressed was Anakin's transition from Padawan to knighthood. Right. And that entire becoming a real scene. Jedi. Yeah, was amazing. Yeah, and, and you know where essentially they're they're talking about it in the council between all of the, the actual masters, and Obi Wan is like up there like defending, and he's like Anakin's ready for the trials. Mm-hmm. Like Anakin has done so much, um, you know, and they're talking about the different tests. And I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, but right. there's like two different things. He's like, you mean like when he did this over here and, and you know, like he, he is a general in the clone yeah. wars. Like, and then finally it was the, the, you know, journey of the spirit or whatever. And he goes and he has the, they go to the tribal place and he's yeah. got the worms that crawl over him and whatnot. But like Even the tattoos, oh man, he, that's so he, cool, dude. It was I, I got to cool. watch that again, dude. That's so that Tartakovsky is amazing. It's so good. But like, I love, I love that these little things that aren't, because there's so many people, which I mean, to be reminiscent, this is why we started this show is like, there's so many people where their only exposure to star Wars is the movie the theater films. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, up until recently the Mandalorian. Right. Um, but like there's there's so much of this good shit that's even though it's not canon technically like some of it you said attack of the clone still is canon yeah the can yeah attack of which the clone which is awesome and that yeah. didn't really change anything no no but like it added i'm, some I'm interested cool shit, but yeah I, i'm interested in checking out this revenge of the sith novel you should do just for that different view right what? yeah and that and the actual perspective and that's why things like like the novelizations are able to do something not even just the novelizations of the book but like novels in general are able to do more for explaining how a character feels in a specific moment or in a specific event like what their motivations are what's going through their head at that time right Uh, you get a lot of that in like comic books and stuff too that like i find so appealing and a lot of people and like when it comes down to it like myself included it's the laziness aspect it's fuck i gotta sit here and read a book or i gotta read this yeah. whole 20 book series of comments or you know, comics to know this whole overarching story and like i i understand and there's also just so much out there like it's crazy you know i i run a podcast that's called they're only legends and it's like i haven't even finished the fucking thrawn trilogy dude yeah. like there's just so much content out there to to absorb and enjoy um and then staying on top of all the new shit. We've also gotten so much new stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
not the next episode after this one, but the episode after that, we're at our one year mark. Yeah. Um, Fuck. We're, yeah, we're in, we are in October. We are in we October. Started we started October of last it. year. It was like October 24th. Something, something like that, that dude. Oh, fuck. So we're coming up on it. We got to plan something. We got to oh, yeah. do something. Um, but yeah, you, you get so much good content off screen. And I mean, listening to this, right? Like just having this conversation and hearing you break down just these minute differences. The Deepa Beliba mm-hmm. Dark Jedi, like Fallen Jedi, like that's insane. And I want to do more research into that and figure out where that came from. Right. Um, I want to find the Bounty Hunter of Ord Mantell comic and get something like that posted up on IG too. I'm still uh, trying to think about what my thought process was on that. Um, <laughs> I th- Fuck. <laughs> I'm so but mad at myself for that. Realistically, we don't have, like, I, I just don't have the time to go do an in-depth review of Terrifying right. Tales. So we're going to save that for next week. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Let's give a ten minute run through about Tatooine Rhapsody. It's short and sweet, dude. The whole episode was maybe ten minutes. What are you talking about? It was minutes? thirteen minutes long. Yeah, yeah. but you got to count the credits. <clears throat> That's true. Um, yeah, it was probably about like ten minutes. So yeah, let's let's finish up on that. Yeah. Um, I just completely just. <laughs> what I like, I knew I was about to go off on these audiobooks. Like I just knew I was. Oh, dude. It, no, I, no, no, I know. I was I like, I did, don't not care ex- at all. I, I did not expect to be, you know, whatever, hour 15 in and still haven't it's even so gotten good. out of the weekly intake update. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's more I wanted to talk about, but I want you to, l- I want you to read the book, like listen to the book, Revenge of the Sith, both of them. But like when you get to Revenge of the Sith, um, like there's just like, there's so much more, man, just in that first two hours of just, of, of, you know, that's the first 20 minutes of the movie is like yeah. two hours of the book and like just the thought process of where Anakin just put it this way Anakin after he kills Dooku was so in denial of what he had just done because he was you know tricked by both of them to tap into the dark side um, that uh, after he cuts Dooku's head, head off he had like he says like he wakes up from the he wakes up from the dream and he's still up in the starfighter taking down you know, droids and shit. Yeah. And like flying around, whatever. And then realizes that, no, this isn't a dream. He just murdered somebody in cold blood. And, and he, and he like starts to settle in that I'm a war criminal. Like, like that's what's going through his head. And then something killed an unarmed general, like a little head pardon the pun, a killed an unarmed general, you know? Yeah. So unarmed, unarmed (laughs) civilian. Yeah. Um, and then there's like this, unhandy. There's, there's, <laughs> there's like this really, uh, really fucking cool moment which I like want to go back and listen to again. But like as he starts to turn to like look at Palpatine, he's like not even seeing Palpatine. He's just sensing this dark shadow, and he can't figure out where it's coming from. And then like as he like, but then it's like described as like as he he undid the the bindings or whatever of of. Palpatine like he's like the shadow that he would the, the dark sh- empty shadow that he was sensing stood up in front of him or whatever so it was like just the the realization of like what's happening was just yeah. too much for him to comprehend and like Palpatine was like starting to like force spirit wise like sensing shit in the force like starting to reveal to Anakin like what he is and then I stopped listening um but like yeah so I definitely recommend checking that shit out. Um, I'm going to keep listening to it. 
um, because I want to know. I want to know like more of where it comes from. But like this earlier today, I was like, oh well, if it's not canon. Like right now, I was just trying to focus on shit to talk about on the pod. I started listening to the Hell Force no, Awakens. I need and, all the info yeah. on this. I'm getting yeah. this book like right when I'm listening to it tomorrow. Yeah, dude, it's fucking good. like yeah. I reckon. like. I don't think I'll have a problem listening to a novelization just because I already know the story for the most part. Oh, so it'll it's just be so listening well, to this off shit. Yeah, it's anyway. Um, but yeah. So speaking of Legends content, Star Wars Visions had their second episode come out, <laughs> and um. In reality, this was just a fun episode. Like, we don't even have to, like, fully dive into it. Um, it was so much different than the duel. It was it was so much different, which... Drastically is, different. It's so awesome, like... Because people think, like, oh, anime is this thing, right? Mm-hmm. The, we, we've had this conversation the last few episodes about, like... The stigma. Not everybody's into anime. Yeah. But, like, they're... That's that's the thing that's cool about this platform for storytelling is that there's so many different like the variation is huge, right? You want something dark, you want something happy and bubbly, and anything in between, it's there. Uh, this one was a very happy, quick little tale. Um, it, it opens up right like the beginning of the Clone Wars, shows a little tiny Jedi, which honestly I still don't even know his name. Um. But little tiny Jedi, like, running down a hallway away from uh, some battle droids, mm-hmm. and, like, falls down into this cargo container, and there's a hut in there. Uh, and all of a sudden, the hut's like, you know, who are you? And then there's this little flash-forward sequence. They're in a fucking band together. Yep. Playing on a stage. So they're sitting there, and it kind of goes around, and he's introducing the band. It's like, it's me. It's Homeboy the Hut on the bass guitar. We got this Homeboy droid playing guitar over here. And there's the three torso alien playing drums mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even know if it was a real thing uh um, it's so that, a three torso deveronian is that what it is yeah, it's, it's a deveronian that has it's like one set of legs but then it's three yeah. torsos three heads yeah all that shit uh but boba fett ambushes their gig says nah dude jabba wants you and oh, they dude. sit there and they and that was straight up tim morrison with that voice it was right straight up. It sounded. I didn't, I didn't even look, look it up. up, but it sounded just like him. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't even need to. It has That's to Tim be. Morrison. Yeah, it wasn't D. Bradley Baker. No, no, no. I'm gonna look it up. But um, yeah. but anyways, the band, all their instruments turn into weapons. They basically fight off these bounty hunters because Boba Fett and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're escaping Boba Fett, and Boba Fett catches up to them and captures the hut. Uh. The kids sitting around with the band, like, oh, it's sad. Like, this guy took me in, and you know, I fell into this container, and basically, you know, took me in and taught me how to play. And uh, band's kind of telling me, yeah, it sucks, but we're just a band. And the kids kind of sitting there, and gets the idea, he's like, we are just a band. And then all of a sudden, it cuts to Tatooine, and they're at a, a pod race, mm-hmm. and obviously, Job of the Hut sitting there running shit, and. The band shows up and they let. I need to know this hut's name. Gee, Gee, right? Gee uh, well, is part of the hut family. So they take Gee out of his shackles and they give him a guitar. Turn around, bands there. They're like, "Oh yeah, I convinced Jabba to let you play one gig, but we only got one song, so we got to rock it." And they go out and they play their song, which it was fun. It's really cringy, but like it's yeah, it's a kid's. It's for kids. I, I, it's whatever. Um, um yeah so they said there i i liked when they were playing their song that like job of the hut's tail was that, yeah, with the it. Beat, yeah that was i think part of my i think that was my favorite thing in the whole episode Probably. it was adorable um and then they sit there and then uh the main kid who is a fucking former jedi which is just kind of brushed the padawan, over, but, i know it's like goes to go after yeah. boba fett goes to light his lightsaber and they're like 
it doesn't work. And then it's a, yeah, all of a sudden it it's a microphone. Out. Yeah. And he sits there and he speaks into the microphone. He's like, Jabba. And he like addresses Jabba the Hutt. He's like, you know, I'll give you one chance. Kind of like Luke did during yeah. the sail barge scene. And it was like, we're going to be, you know, the biggest band in the galaxy. Do you want to be our first sponsor? And then the whole crowd starts cheering. Baba's like, or Baba, Jabba is like, yeah, let them play. Yeah. And they play their second song. It shows Boba Fett head nodding. And all of a sudden, because they rocked their hearts out, they're out of trouble with Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. And they're going to go to be the biggest band in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was okay. I mean. Quick rating, one out of ten. What would you rate it? three i was thinking more like six five or six it was fun uh, I, just, I, I've, I have no reason to ever rewatch that's it what again. i mean like for me for me personally like it's a three out of ten because it wasn't bad it just wasn't for me yeah and like like not objectively speaking subjectively speaking yeah three out of ten for me um so next week we're gonna do a more in-depth review of the duel have you watched it yet the duel the the third or not the duel I'm sorry the twins no I haven't watched it yet I'm doing okay. them right I, before we record so I'll probably I, watch I, it I a couple times how long is it it's fucking thirteen oh, minutes okay. <laughs> fourteen minutes but you I said you said it's a bit darker deeper or whatever it's a it's a little bit deeper it's not really darker but it's a little bit deeper okay and then I think the episode after that one tonight. gets a little Let's bit see. darker again. um I was wrong the voice actor for Boba Fett was not Tim Morrison it was actually uh, Akio Kanita. He did a phenomenal job. Yeah, um, and he has been um, in a plethora of Japanese movies and other media okay. since the fucking 80s. So it's a Japanese voice artist. And this, this is the English dub version for sure that he did that? Um. Oh, wait a minute. Was there a Japanese? Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Um, let me keep scrolling then um i'll i'll double check again and we'll talk about it next time um i just found boba fett yeah that's weird um so a lot of people matthew wood plays the battle droids that's pretty that's pretty awesome um i'll need to do more research because there's a lot of people who play a lot of different characters in a lot of different episodes so um but I do not see on this entire list. I do not see um, Tim Morrison's name. So interesting. I I thought for sure it was Tim because it sounded it so sounded good. It sounded just like him. Yeah. I don't see D. Bradley Baker's name either. So somebody else did Boba Fett's name or a voice for uh for the uh, the English version. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll talk about it, it next week. But yeah, next week we're gonna do a more in depth review of the twins. It's a little bit meatier. I'm actually excited to talk about that one. Uh, if you've finished the Revenge of the Sith novel this week, which I'm going to pick it up, we should talk about that a little bit. And then we got to get into Terrifying Tales. Um, yeah. yeah it's, uh, we pushed off recording this show because I was like, we got to talk about this. Uh, and it, it is really, really good. Uh, I, I did really like it. But I'm going to go watch it another two times on top of the three or four. I've already watched it. Um, and oh, we'll, we'll found plan it. On digging Sorry. It. Yep. It was it was Tim Morrison. Tim, oh, okay. Yeah, Tamora cool. Tamor Morrison, Boba Fett. There it is. I it, There's okay. just so many names. I just missed it in there. God, they're, nice. this dude, this cast is stacked, man. I bet. So many good names. Fucking Neil Patrick Harris, David Harbour. What? Allison Brie. Yeah, dude. There is motherfucking cameos on cameos in here. Wow. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll also listen back to our podcast 
from the last episode just to see if I can't spark my thoughts again about the Ord Mantell bounty hunter line. Um, yeah, look it up, and I'm going to try and find that comic, and I'll post it on Instagram. I feel Instagram like it too. has something to do with... Uh, that it has something to do with um, Sid, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, no promises. I don't, I, I sometimes have that Jimmy dude, Neutron that, brain blast. That same bro. day, I texted you and I was just like, "Bro, I need to. We need to be doing this full time, like two episodes a fucking week, so I can just yeah. talk Star Wars shit." That was the same day I made those notes. I had all these fucking things to say, and I had to wait until the weekend, and then even you know to end up being Monday. Shit, fam. I can't remember shit from Wednesday. Yeah, write that shit down, son. I, I can't, if I write it out, then it's not. Anyway, uh, is there anything else you want to touch on? Nah, man. All right, man. Next week, we're going to talk the twins. We're going to talk, hopefully, some Revenge of the Sith novel. We might save that. Uh, and then we're going to talk some terrifying tales. Real quick, confirmed, unless I didn't bring this up to you last week, is that um, did I bring up the whole uh, remake of... Kotor is yeah. actually oh. no. like they have hired writers to redo the story. Oh shit. It's not just like, here's what the story, like they actually are developing the game from the ground up with a, like the same, like a, the, with a new story, but clearly with Revan, obviously with Revan. So like it's, it's, it's actually Ooh, going to be nervous. a completely different game than the original Ooh. Kotor. Um, so yeah, that's that is that is confirmed. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll see. I've got high hopes. You know what? I got dude, high it's hopes. It's gonna be an amazing game. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be an amazing game. I watched Visually an interview. Stunning. They they they're taking all the care in the world with it. You know, or I read an interview. I think, and it's just like, they're t- they're, it's gonna be a great game. Um, it's just now we know that it's not just going to be. Kotor it's a remake. It's it's a new fucking game yep. with just obviously Darth Revan. So oh, yeah. anyway, tell them where you to find it. You know what? I'm here for I'm it. Here for I'll it play too. it. I'm here for it too. Fucking hey, man. If y'all aren't already, uh, there it is. There if y'all is. aren't already doing so, there it is. We're on Instagram at their only legends. Go hang out over there, man. It's a fun place. Uh, it's our main show hub online. You already, you already know. You already, they're only legends. Know, Instagram. Uh, they're only legends at gmail.com. You can send us games. You can send us questions. You can send us. Whatever you just want. Just send us um, something, please. Just send us something. Just no feet pics. Uh, well, you can rate and or review us, Apple users. Scroll down. Actually, you know what? Uh, Amazon users too. If you listen to this on Audible, I'm pretty sure, sure it's on Prime on there. too. Now that I think about it, although I Whatever. don't know that. I, you're allowed to rate stuff there, so go rate or it Pandora, there too. Rather not Prime, Pandora. Open up all your. Like, open up Apple. Open just. That, cheese that sweet, the sweet system stars, for us. Man. Cheese it for yeah. us, everybody. Come on now. Help your boys out. Um, And then I think that's it. Oh, and then go follow my personal Instagram. Yes. I'm, on, I'm on Instagram at spencer.kop. That's S-P-E-N-C-E-R dot K-O-P. Um, I'm participating in Inktober right now, so I'm putting out a drawing a day. Uh, it's been really fun getting motivated and, and trying to draw some new things. I got... At the time of recording, uh, I got a date Mike Michael Scott thing I yeah. put out. Uh, we got Superman and his vessel from Krypton. We got Will Smith from Men in Black, and we got a lightsaber hilt that's deconstructed with a green kyber crystal. So this man makes uh, exquisite art. Go look at it. Go look at shucks. it. Give it a heart. 
it, Go I'm, support it. I'm yeah. trying to do art now. Like I bought a sketchbook. Man, you are your your little drawings and shit you sent me are good, dude. Yeah. That's why I, I like I I'm able to see what you're gonna do, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna start shading. Like you're gonna get to that point where yeah. your little outlines done. You're gonna start shading value and i'm like i said that i'm not i'm not trying to sit here and be like oh, i'm an expert because i'm no, no dude, expert but you're like much further along than i am just, just a little like, tippies, been doing it forever little, little like tippies for you. i just i have to get over the fact that i'm not going to be perfect immediately and that's not easy nope. to accept and so i'm working on your hundredth drawing is going to be sick as fuck bro i'm hoping <laughs> the 10th drawing is, is the one we're kidding, kidding totally kidding uh Shit, but yeah uh, you got anything to plug though nope uh we uh just look for us, same, same, same bat time, same bat channel, whatever the fuck the word, the phrase is. Um, you don't even try to Star Wars it up. Same bantha time, same bantha channel, something. Ain't nobody like banthas, bro, unless you're a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> um, nah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to, is there anything worth plugging? Nope. Anyway, thank you all for listening once again. Um, we appreciate uh, every single one of you who gives this podcast a click, regardless if you make it to this mm-hmm. point in the episode or not. We appreciate you giving us any amount of your time that you do. Um, it means a lot. It means a lot. You know, I apologize. Uh, I don't apologize for anything. Absolutely nah, fucking no. nothing. Fucking, uh, that's fuck a, y'all. What is that? What is that? Uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, <laughs> is, uh, fucking Conor McGregor. I want to take the time oh. to apologize <laughs> to absolutely fucking nobody. Um, yeah, just... Lovely. Thank you for giving us a platform to fucking vent about Star Wars. Like, yes, you know, I I stand I stand firmly by. I will die on the hill. George Lucas shouldn't make any more Star Wars. But besides, I was just kidding. Uh, we love. I don't you guys. agree, y'all. We he, hear that he said I agree, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, stay safe. Uh, take care, and as always, may the force be with you. Peace.